Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Playing Around. I'm your host, Paige Renee. We have Josh and Pro Tour with us. And I have some exciting news, guys. I played golf for the first time in a long time. <gasps> Tell us more. Whoa. Tell us more. So I shot a 70, and (laughs) I played pretty well, actually. I was surprised, pleasantly surprised. I thought it was going to be a complete mess. But I will say it wasn't a true 70 because, Josh, you you know this. I don't put anything out anymore. So if it is within six feet, that's good in my book. Maybe maybe eight, depending. (laughs) So so when – like – is, does that mean there's no three putts? Is that mean like when you knock? Because look, I know your short game. If you knock it stiff, like four feet for, and then it's a birdie putt, that's just a birdie? I will always put a birdie putt out, but if that, it's for par, that, I pick it up. That's so I, I, haven't, I haven't made a bogey since I quit golf like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. It's great. I So my game when I was playing professionally was all over the place. I never hit fairways. I never really hit greens. And so I had to rely on my short game a lot. That's why my short game is so good. But I had to grind over like six footers, three footers, four footers all the time. And so I was so stressed out every single round of competitive golf that I played. And so now I'm like, I don't want to grind over a three footer anymore. And people love playing with me because they'll hit it to, you know, four feet. I'm like, it's good. And like, <laughs> like, this is great. I love playing with you. But you now I just like to keep it fun. But I, I still played well. I um, hit it decent. I was surprised with how well I hit it. I didn't really miss any fairways. I didn't lose any golf balls. Made a couple birdies. So you grind when you were grinding and stuff. You said you didn't hit a lot of fairways and stuff. On the whole, now I know golf's just fun for you, but do you ever still or did you keep track of your stats, your fairways, your your greens and regulation, your putts? Oh yeah, I would keep stats on every single round that I played. Now I don't just because I don't care, but. 
when I was missing fairways and missing greens, it was all mental for me. I just had the yips when I was standing over the golf ball and I'd be on the first tee and I'm like, this is either going the shit on the left or it's going on the shit on the right. Like I didn't even know which way it was going to go, which is the worst possible situation when you're standing on a tee. Normally if you have, they always say the pros want to miss it one way so they can eliminate either side of the golf course. I couldn't do that. So I would just line up down the middle and just hope that I didn't miss it too far right or left. But it was stressful. Golf for me was very, very stressful. It was just grinding all the time. Um, I had to hit punch shots. I had to take my driver actually out of my bag. I said this in the last episode and just hit punch three woods. But if you ever need any advice on how to hit knockdown shots underneath trees, recovery shots, short game shots, I'm your girl. So you've got like there's you still have a lot of golf in your world and like whether it's for the pro-ams or whether it's for celebrity things or whatever. So what you got to kind of some of these putts are going to eventually have to count, right? Don't you have a match coming up? I do. So I was on Bob Menery's podcast recently, and he challenged me to a match. He's a 10 handicap. He was trying to get 10 shots. I said, I'll give him six because we have some high stakes at play here. So whoever loses the match has to have an OnlyFans account. We have to open up an OnlyFans account. That's, that's, that's just like a that's a that's a lose win for all of us. And you know, it's not that bad. I think it's a win win for me because if he has to open an OnlyFans account, I think it'd be hilarious. And if I have to open an OnlyFans account, I'll make millions. So you know, it's not too bad. <laughs> I just learned about the OnlyFans account from one of my guy friends. Like I literally think forty eight hours ago. It's. I mean, those girls make bank. For anyone who doesn't know what an OnlyFans account, basically fans will sign up for exclusive content. Most of the time, it's usually like nude pictures or more suggestive pictures. But I think I'm actually going to do the opposite. So if I have my OnlyFans account, I think I'm going to maybe just only do like turtleneck pictures (laughs) or, you know, because they're looking for content they've never seen before. So maybe I'll actually wear proper golf attire. (laughs) Page in a in a collar (laughs) dude that's i'll throw 40 bucks down for that right right or maybe i'll just do golf tips and make it into this whole new thing so i have plenty of opportunities so i'm not too worried about it i think it might be a new business venture for me so i'm excited but yeah i have to keep my game sharp because i don't want to lose uh that's just the worst thing ever but it's really funny because a lot of guys will beat me down about my playing ability but it's funny when we start talking about let's getting a match they're like oh well you got to give me shots i'm like but you're supposed to be better than me why are you begging for shots that that's not equal that doesn't mean we're the same that means i i'm better than you so it's it's always funny yeah i always i i tell like every all the guys were like at my at my little golf course were like uh seriously seriously give us the real deal i was like she's better than all of you she's better than me she's better than you she's better than you she's better than all of you you know it's just something that i'm always gonna have to deal with and and it's, it's definitely frustrating at times so i recently did a youtube video on my whole playing career and people were actually shocked by my junior golf career and college and the year i played professionally when I played pro that one year, my scoring average was 73. So it wasn't like I was hacking it around. You know, I had some good finishes and I'll see these guys in golf media and I'm always a advocate for you don't have to 
play at a certain level or have these accomplishments to have a voice in the game. But it definitely is frustrating sometimes when I see these guys who are looked up to and they actually can't break 90 and then I get the shit for not being a good player. And so it's like, okay, you're going to them and saying that they're so great and, you know, they're kind of a voice for the common man or a common golfer, but then I can't be that either. Like I can't be a voice for everyone else because I haven't won majors, but for them it's fine. So it's, it's always kind of like this back and forth. And I mean, they get hate too, but it always comes back to me playing and then not being able to talk about certain things, which I hate that. I wish, I wish you challenged every, uh, like golf, golf channel, NBC, everyone, Jim Nance. I want you to challenge them all to a match. Just let's just do it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I played against a lot of these guys and I, I played at a really high level. And yes, it wasn't winning majors on the LPGA tour, but I still had, you know, a, a full ride to a D1, top D1 college. And I had a pro win and actually made, no one thinks I ever made a cut. I made the cut at the Scottish Open, which is an LET event. So I have accomplished a lot. And I think it actually works in my favor that I have failed a lot too, because I remember, remember when we'd have those assemblies and we were like in fourth and fifth grade and you'd have like an inspirational speaker who would come in and they're like, all you got to do is work hard and you're going to achieve everything. Well, I worked really hard and I didn't make it. And so I feel like it's actually good to hear the flip side of it on why I didn't make it, what I could have done better. And you can learn from it instead of these cliche terms that everyone says to use. And you think that if you do that, you're going to be a champion, which honestly kind of isn't the case for everyone. It can't be. That's why champions are so celebrated. It, it, it quite literally can't be. There's only a couple people. There's only a couple Tigers. There's only a couple Tom Brady's. There's only a couple. Of, there's only a couple. There's millions that fail. Yeah. At different levels. I mean, one could argue we all fail. We've all failed at whatever it is that we're supposed to be the champion of, of course. I mean, that's that's why a champion is so celebrated. But sh- and this is actually a really good segue into our next segment that we're going to talk about is Lance Armstrong. So I've been watching his 30 for 30, and we're going to talk about that next because I feel that a lot of champions have very similar ways of thinking and their actions and their demeanor. And it's really fascinating to me. And sometimes you have to not be maybe the best guy to be a champion. And should we celebrate them for maybe not being the best guy? So we're going to talk about that more on our next segment. So keep on listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. So I don't know if you guys have seen the 30 for 30 with Lance Armstrong, but I find it absolutely fascinating. There's so many really interesting key topics that we can pick from what I've seen so far. The first, I will say, it was one of the best openings ever, where he was just saying how this guy came up to him and was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And the first thing I thought was, I wish I did that to someone. I wish I had the guts to go up to someone and just be like, fuck you. Have you guys ever done that before? No. Never. (laughs) Really? No. No. Not even to like... A friend or anyone that you were just like, fuck you. Maybe. Maybe. I don't think so. I think maybe someone that like got something that I wanted, maybe. Maybe I would have. But only in jest. Absolutely. So if you had the opportunity, who would be the one public figure, celebrity, entertainer? You had the opportunity. Who would you say fuck you to? God. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. That's your one person. (laughs) Yeah. You really hate the Patriots. I Uh, thought no one hated the Patriots more than I do, but Josh takes the cake. I mean, I could probably think of a couple of other people that I would do it to, but that just keeps coming to mind. Like, it just keeps coming to mind. I mean, cheaters, like, let's let's go back to Lance. I mean, like, I I have not seen it yet. I, I, for some reason... I, it's not streaming whenever you can. I, I'm making excuses. I haven't seen it. Um, but tell me a little bit about this whole, I mean, walk me through it. So the, the 30 for 30 on Lance Armstrong, it kind of takes you through his entire life from the very beginning with his childhood, how he was raised into the start of his career, the beginning of his steroid use to him getting cancer, and then the aftermath of everything. And it's very interesting. So it's a two-part series. You guys can stream it on ESPN+. Plus, But definitely check it out. It's been very interesting so far. And I think we have a lot of topics that we can discuss from it. 
it's fascinating to hear his thinking behind why he did it. And it, it also drove into his competitiveness and how he went about everything growing up and how he's very brash and confident and cocky. And then it got into the kind of at the very end, all of the lawsuits and the aftermath of what he did. Yeah, one of his opening scenes in it, uh, he talks about his $100 million lawsuit he's in with the U.S. Postal Service and how basically he's like negotiated it, quote unquote, um, down to like $5 million. And he was just kind of saying how it's been like, a, I mean, that was how many years ago? And he's been fighting lawsuits like left and right because of his sponsorships that he had during all of his performance enhancing days. So, so let me ask both of you, like, what you thought of Lance before and what you think of Lance after. I was pretty young when all of this was happening. Oh, now, yeah. that's right. I'm talking to puppies. I forgot. I remember his, the Live Strong campaign and how powerful that was, and how many people he's helped. And then I saw the downfall of it, but I didn't understand the magnitude of what actually happened and why people disliked him so much. Personally, he comes off as a real asshole. Like he doesn't seem to care. He doesn't seem remorseful for his actions. Even now he's very brash and he's kind of like, well, I did it. I don't really care. But it's really hard because he has helped so many people But at the same time, he got to the level he did by cheating. But on the flip side, everyone else was doing it. So the question that I wanted to ask was, if someone came up to you and they said, you have to use steroids to be the number one athlete in the world, would you do it? And I think majority of people would say yes. And I say that because we've all cheated in some way or another in our life, whether it's in a relationship, on a test in grade school, a lie, or whatever it may be, we have all cheated at one point or another. So I think it's a bit odd that people are so upset when athletes are using performance enhancing drugs when I think that majority of the people would actually use them as well. Because everyone else is using them. It's almost like you either you work so hard for everything, you get to this point, and then what do you do? Do you just give up your entire dream or do you do what everyone else is doing to get to that next level? Well, and it's 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 prevalent in every sport. I mean, like in every sport, it's been it's been proven and and Olympics and every and every certain way. And in fact, people that aren't premier or elite athletes are doing it. I mean, I actually know guys taking testosterone, taking steroids. I mean, like, and they're doing it. They're, they're taking a 10 year hit on their organs to look better now. And they're like, well, look, that's the 10 years that I lose are my, the ones I don't want anyway. I'd rather look good, get, grab the most of it now during my, my, my life. Um, then, then to do that. So, yeah, I mean, I, the, my, my problem is we're supposed to we're supposed to look at these people as doing feats of greatness then if if we're going to do the drugs then just have the little ticker tape and it's because of this doping and don't try this at home kids unless you have you know roids in your system or whatever i just i 
we're celebrating these people for these 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 it, it, unbelievable feats, yet they're doing it with help. Which again, I don't think is fair. And then what comes with that is lying. And so, mm-hmm. if you want these athletes to be role models, cheating and lying is not the way to go about it. But there's cheating in every single sport. I mean, it, it even comes down to when you see a basketball player kind of fake out so they can um, get a penalty on the other player. That's cheating, right? I mean, you're not being truthful. So there's cheating and lying in all sports. It's just hard. No, I think it's really interesting, though, because he he says that Michael Phelps and LeBron James would be like his idols today. And Michael Phelps went through some interesting stuff with like smoking weed or um, wasn't there like a photo that went around with him? And then yeah. you were like kind of talking about cheating a little bit. Like not that LeBron James cheats, but he's definitely somebody who's like going to do the flop, going to do that, going to, you know what I mean? And like get away with it and own it and be like, nope, that was a foul when he clearly knows it's not. So it's kind of interesting though, because I feel like he's almost saying something by, by saying those are people he look up to. Cause it's like, Hey, athletes are not perfect, but those are the ones that are, making a shift in the sports realm. Well, and then the other thing is, is, is we are talking about sports and we are talking about competition and the ultimate goal is to win. Right. And so it, it, you know, if you're not cheating, you're not, you're not, you're not doing your best. I mean, there's so many sayings that Robin is racing. Like there's so many different ways to say that you got to push the rules. There's referees and umpires and officials in every single sport. Why? Because everyone's trying to cheat. Because everyone's trying to win. Because the the every everything goes to the winner. The winner is everything in our society. Well, and it comes down to what we were talking about earlier: is their mentality. They have a win at all cost focus on what they're doing, and it seems like all of the top athletes have the same type of attitude and outlook on life. You look at the last dance with Michael Jordan, you look at Lance Armstrong. It's the way they kind of carry themselves where it's almost a bit narcissistic and the way that they talk to their teammates and people in their camp is honestly kind of disgusting. I mean, it's like if you don't want to win, get out. And the things that they say to kind of pump their teammates up and I'll do anything to win. So of course they're going to use steroids to win because winning is the only thing that keeps them motivated in life. And that is what I think is the worst part about this is that they don't, doesn't seem like they care about anyone else except for themselves. And do you think that you need that type of attitude to be the greatest of all time? And is that something that we should strive for? And like you said, winning gets rid of all past transgressions and we look at people differently if they're a winner. So do we tend to look at someone like a Michael Jordan and almost admire his attitude because if we're like him, we can be a winner and everyone wants to be a winner. So are we almost, is that a negative that you almost feel like you need to be that way to win in life? I I mean, there's a pretty good case for it. I mean, if you can start talking about all the greats and all the goats and all the sports, I mean, like, so LeBron's an actually an interesting one because I, I haven't heard, I haven't heard a lot of bad about LeBron. I, mean, I actually have not heard a lot of bad. I've, I've, you, you always hear about Jordan, and, and everyone always says, anyone that ever met Jordan said, says he was an asshole. Um, 
but like, and then, you know, Tiger was, had, had his issues as well. But what, what, what about Roger Federer? What, what, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Was, is he, is, is he an asshole? He doesn't look like an asshole. I'm not sure. I guess it, whoever hides it better. Cause I, I've heard mixed stories about pretty much all of these guys. And I think it just depends on who you hear it from. And that's, what's so hard too, is you just don't, you don't know. And I think it's almost easier now to pretend to be a better person with social media. And I know a lot of people say that you have to be more careful, but I actually think it's the opposite because you have these huge teams watching every single move that you make. And if something pops up on the internet, it's taken down immediately and they're doing positive PR and they're always spinning everything. And the news cycles are so fast now. So say you do mess up, then you'll put out positive PR. And so before I feel like people would focus more on the negative because they're what you would just watch the news and that's kind of how it would go. It's a bit different than it is now. And I think you can almost fake your way into being a better person. <laughs> I think it was really interesting to hear, like, I think for um, Lance Armstrong, he never knew anything different than kind of just being the best. Um, like even from his childhood, he had to fake his birth certificate in order to get into a triathlon. And his mom was like, yeah, like we just did it. And like, I understand why you needed to be a certain age, but we just did it because he wanted to be in it, you know? And then it was like, he, I think he got a little dose of what he wanted and knew he could get anything he wanted. So he was always okay pushing those boundaries because in order for him to win, he needed to like, that's, that's like his imprinting. So it's almost like, do you blame his parents or do you blame Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's so convoluted. Yeah. That's a good point. I, I mean, like I said, I didn't see it, but like, if you're learning that from your mom, then that lesson, quick, that 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 switch is now on forever. That you're allowed to be dishonest to get something you want. Do you think a lot of parents would rather have a child who is number one in the world or someone who's a good person? Good person, one one hundred percent. You think so? Yeah, I, I think don't know champion. about that. I, I feel like if uh, some parents look at maybe if they were an athlete and they didn't quite make it and now this is their opportunity to right the wrongs and they see the sponsorship money and the press that they're getting and the publicity and all the accolations, like that almost seems more important to some parents than raising a good person. You have to also take in consideration he's from Texas and his mom got pregnant at 16. So I think, again, putting it back in Lance's lap a little bit, but I think the mom was for sure like, I'm loving this attention, you know? It's an, it's like a meal ticket too. Like it's they a don't meal have to ticket. worry about anything anymore. Right. And like, mm-hmm. So I think the mom was kind of like, I'm here for it too. I think she was. Pro Tour, don't, don't you have a bunch of athletes in your family? Don't your brothers? Yes. And and to be honest, my dad, I mean, he was a Raider and they always had the motto, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And obviously my dad didn't implement that in my life, but like that was always something we sarcastically joked about. But sometimes I felt even pressure on my end to be like, okay, but like I need, like, do I just, I remember we would do like 60 yard dashes and volleyball practice. And I'd be like, well, do I just kind of pretend that I'm actually at like a lower number or do to, to look better? Or do you hold yourself accountable to your numbers, you know? It's like you even feel things a little bit, even starting in like junior high and high school. I mean, I I felt that a little bit too with my parents. They never pushed me, obviously, to cheat. My mom is a very honest person and that's like her one thing. She said, never lie, never cheat. But I definitely felt the pressure to 
be the best that I could be. And I know, I think they're very proud of me, of course, but would they rather have me be number one in the world? Probably. I mean, that's awesome. Like that, they raised a winner. And I always felt the pressure. And every time that I played bad in a tournament, I felt like I was letting my parents down because they sacrificed so much for me. And then I couldn't even, I couldn't even get a win for them. And it almost got to the point where I was like, do I, I almost wanted to cheat so I could win because it was almost easier to face them as a winner than it was as someone who didn't play well. So that's, so that's interesting because that's two different things. That's the, the, that, that your parents, you would say, if I'm hearing this right, your parents would rather raise a good kid, but you took the pressure as it might actually do the opposite. You might actually go the opposite way and win at all costs. Definitely. Because I, I knew how much it meant to them because they were putting so they basically dedicate their whole life to help me and my sister be the best that we could be. And so that's a lot of pressure on a 10-year-old kid at that time when I was in gymnastics. And everyone is telling me that I need to go to the Olympics. And the first thing that my parents would say to people they meet is, oh, have you met my you know, gymnast child here? She's going to go to the Olympics. And so it just is almost like ingrained in your head that you have to be good. You have to achieve this. You have to because they're so proud of you for being successful. Would they still be as proud of me if I'm just a normal kid? I'm nice. But are they going to say, hey, this is my very nice daughter? Probably not. (laughs) You know, they're going to be like, and even now it's like, we'll go to random places and I have to tell them not do this. But they're like, oh, do you like have you been on social media? Have you met my daughter? And I'm just like, shut up. But they still do. And I, and I don't, it's not a fault on them. I think parents are just proud of their kids no matter what. But as a child, now looking, looking back, I felt the pressure. Like I felt like they would be really disappointed in me if I didn't make it. And I still think that, like, I still think that they would rather have me be on the LPGA tour than doing what I'm doing. Like, Instagram golfer, LPGA tour winner. Of course, everyone would pick that. And I think I struggle with that. And that's why I'm so insecure about what I'm doing. Because I feel like I disappointed them. That's a lot, PG. Welcome to my therapy session. <laughs> but it is true. And it's it's actually one of my biggest fears of people starting so young in sports. Like, I mean, obviously, all like I'm a huge advocate of getting your kids in sports. But it's like so important to know where your identity lies. And I think that's what I had to really learn throughout my athletic experiences that I'm like, okay, obviously I'm putting my identity in my parents' approval, my coach's approval, and that's pretty much it. So if I'm letting, if I'm not performing well, then I feel like I'm letting both of them down. So I had to really redirect my whole, like, how do you view life? And I, I, listening to Lance, I mean, again, it's only part one of the part and part two comes out, I think this sun or tonight, um, like, I don't think he really feels remorseful or like has really changed his identity. I think he's still really proud of his accomplishments, even though he took drug enhancements. And my opinion could change, but that's how I feel now. So it's like, I don't even know if he's totally, like you kind of said, a narcissist. I don't think his opinion has totally changed on the fact that like the drugs totally helped him. No. Does he cry victim at all? Like, does, is any of this like the fault of like, like his parent or society or someone other than 
his doing. I didn't take it as that. I actually took that he owned up to it completely. But it was like, yeah, I did it and I'll do it again. Instead of, yeah, I I did it and this is what I wish I could have done differently. I feel that, let's say he did take the beginning of his career and then he got cancer. To me, that should have been a real turning point in his life where he was like, oh my gosh, I could have died. I lived and now I have this amazing platform to help millions of people, which he has done. You can never take that away from him. Yep. Then he wanted to compete again and be the best. And so he did the exact same thing as he did before and almost worse because he was so adamant about saying, nope, I didn't do it. And there were, he lied about it multiple times when people looked up to him so much. And that's the part that made me really upset. Yeah, I agree. I think he definitely doesn't have any – I mean – I, I genuinely don't think he has any regrets. Well, and 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 in a way, like he he, other than he owes a shit ton of money to people that he took. Like I see when I when I, when I remember he was competing, people would say, um, and you'd read like a Sports Illustrated magazine or something like that, and they'd say, "Look, it's physically impossible." for a person to do what he's doing. Like, like these would be like cycling specialists or whatever that like they would, they, I mean, we remember, we were all like, Oh dude, the guy's doping, but we all knew, I mean, we knew baseball was doping. You know, we knew football. We knew like they, they used to take crazy drugs in football. Um, and like Lyle Alzado was known for it. Like, so we all knew he was doping, right? We knew Armstrong was doping, but he was still, doing these unbelievable things. So we were watching this superhuman do these things. When in the back of our head, we all said, yeah, we know he's doping. Do we care though? Do you That's what I'm saying. care if an athlete is taking a performance enhancing drugs? I don't think people care that they're putting their body through that. I think people care that they lie about it. And, she, and it's the same if let's say a supermodel gets plastic surgery who then lies about getting plastic surgery. It's the exact same thing. You're faking, you're lying. And I think that's what that's the real problem in all of this. If people do something, that's a decision that they've made. And most of the time they don't regret it. And if they own up to it, then it's fine. I remember in baseball when a couple of the guys got busted and they're like, yeah, I did it. We're not talking about them anymore. They're beloved no. now. You know, maybe there's a little bit of a mark next to their name, but it's not the problem. It's the guys who lied about it and said, I am definitely not taking them. I'm not taking, you know, performance enhancing drugs. And then it comes out that they did. And now they're still between their legs and they have to be like, oh, sorry. Like I lied yeah. about it. My bad. <laughs> I'm actually glad you said that because that just that just triggered the one thing that I do really uh, get upset. Other than I don't like the line, but we all like our superhumans and we would like to watch them and stuff. But the baseball thing reminded me of something. When you start breaking records, that actually makes me like Mark McGuire broke Henry Aaron's record, and and now or uh, Barry, uh, Bonds. Barry Bonds. Thank you, thank you, Trotoir. And like Lance Armstrong's records, now they're 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 wiped clean, but it's only because he got caught. So all these records of these of these that stand for years and years and years and years and years, like Jack Nicholas's, mm-hmm. those are those should be the the things that we we strive for or look to as greatness. I would just rather know 
what's actually achievable naturally. And I think that's where the lines are so blurred right now, because let's say you are a young cyclist and you're looking up to Lance Armstrong and you're working your butt off and you're trying to do everything you can and you can never get to his level. Well, of course you can't. You're not being injected with performance enhancing drugs. You're never going to get to that level. And I think that's really horrible for young kids to look up and be like, I can never get there. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. It's even like young girls looking at models, like I said. Yes, Mm -hmm. you can look that way. That's not natural. And I think people knowing that is much better for their psyche. I think the frustrating part is that we can identify it's much more of a culture thing, you know, because even for Lance, he said that he was like offered to do this by like one of his coaches, I believe was how it kind of first started. And then, and so it's like, well, coaches shouldn't be offering that, you know? And I get that it was his decision to take it at the end of the day. But then I think he thought, well, if everyone's taking it, then I'm going to take it and be a competitor versus just taking the loss and being a good person. So it's like for him, it's so it's like a big culture thing where you can't just be like, oh, well, he shouldn't have done it. It's like, no, then then the I don't the cyclist world. I don't know the bike of USA. I don't know what we call it, but like they should step in. They should step in and be like, absolutely not. We run every test like up to the minute, you know, it's like then they really got to implement it. But then they were like the scandal and then the race is back on and everyone's amazing and faster. Yeah. It's just well, it's the problem is that even if they are testing the the athletes, which they are, the technology and the inv- the advancements are way ahead of mm. the testing. And so their athletes are always going to be a step ahead. And I think that's why you see people who are, let's say, like number one in the world or Lance Armstrong. You know what else they have? They have power and they have money. You know what comes with power and money? Great resources. So you're right. always going to be a couple steps ahead. But I, when I was younger, I, w- I lived in Colorado Springs and they had the Olympic Training Center there. And I would do weight training with a man who was on the team and he took steroids. He ended up getting kicked off the team when he got caught, but he said that there was no possible way that he could compete with his other teammates who were using if he didn't take them. And he said, either I have a place where I can train that feeds me well, a roof over my head Or I don't take them and I am on the street without a job. So it's, it's sometimes it's life or death for these guys. And the really sad part about it is he died really young and people think that maybe his steroid use had something to do with that. Absolutely. And here's the other thing to add is that name another, both of you are, are really, you know, both of you are sports fans. Name another cyclist. Give me one name of another cyclist. Ever. Can't do it. I can't either. I mean, Le, Le Mans, Le, uh, uh, Le Mans, Greg Le Mans, the, Le, uh, the, that's the only one I can, uh, Le Mans, I'm not even saying it right. So do you think the Cycling Federation, all of a sudden they got this guy, Lance Armstrong is now, people are buying bikes and jerseys and tuning in. They were nothing, then there's something. It's the same with baseball. When when Barry, both McGuire and Barry, when they were doing their, their home runs, you know, one per, for the season, one for career, those stadiums 
were selling out and they were usually ah, 40% capacity. Like if they weren't in a hunt, I mean, these federations aren't going to do shit because they're making money. They're getting recognition. They, they, they don't, they don't care. Of course they don't care. I mean, why, like you're saying, like, why would they? And that's the, that's what it comes down to. No one is slapping them on the wrist and saying, no, 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 you shouldn't do that. The only time people are saying, no, you shouldn't do that is when they get caught, which is personally, I think is unfair because now you're making this guy into be a horrible person when again, 90% of the people would probably do the exact same thing that he did. No one was telling him no. And everyone was just like, here, 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 try it, do it. it everyone's going to say, yeah. And I think that's where we come to like canceled culture, which is so bad because we will cancel people on things that we have either made a mistake on or we're going to make a mistake on. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's funny you're kind of you're kind of bringing me to the to the the, the first question you had, which was, um, you know, do you have to be this way? Well, now it seems like the way we're thinking about this and how how the winners win and how much they win and how much they're harbored is that it's almost like you have to be a really, really good person not to. It's almost like there's only 10% that don't take the deal, take the cheat, lie, whatever. It's, it's almost like that. Those are, the, those are like the small fraction of people, athletes or otherwise. And you know who we idolize? Not those people who are saying no and who are doing the right thing. We're idolizing the people who are winning at all costs. I personally would never do – if you gave me – if you put a vial of something in front of me and they said, if you inject this, you're going to be the number one golfer on the LPGA Tour and you're going to win all these majors, I wouldn't do it. I, I know I wouldn't do it because I don't think I could live with myself knowing that I was a cheater and that's how people were looking up to me. I would rather people look at me the way they do than look at me as a winner and I know I'm not. I think you have to also look at it though, Paige, as he was offered this at 21. So think of yourself coming right out of college. Would you still answer that honestly? I don't think I would do it just because I'm so terrified of my parents. And I know if my mom found out, she would never look at me again. And that is like my biggest driving force. It's everything I do. Would my parents be happy with me? Would my parents be proud of me? And I don't think I could do it just because I'm so incredibly terrified of my mother. But let's say I had a parent like Lance's. Hell yeah. (laughs) Give me the drugs. Like I want to be number one. But again, I think it goes back to maybe how you're raised and how your parents, you know, the values that they instill in you. Look, I come from a uber Catholic mom. I mean, like I was an altar boy. I'm no joke. I was like grown hardcore Catholic with hardcore Catholic guilt. And when you said that, if I could take a vial, look, I was never even close. I couldn't make my college team in golf. But if you, if, if they gave me the vial and said you could be number one, I might do it. You know, I think we always do this. We always flip flop. (laughs) (laughs) I'd do it. But here's, here's why though. I'm saying I wouldn't do it now because I feel like I do have a successful career. So I don't have a financial burden. I feel happy. And so for me, it doesn't seem like it would be worth it. If I go back to where my headspace was when I was 
broke in college and had nothing and I didn't know this was going to happen, yeah, I would take it. I mean, what other option would I have? You know, do I want to be stuck living paycheck to paycheck and unhappy and unsure about everything? Or would I want people to look at me as a winner? And yeah, I would do it. Kotor, you can even pick the sport. You don't even, it doesn't even have to be volleyball because that's not very lucrative other than uh, Gabrielle Reese. Any sport you wanted. Tennis, you could do tennis. It would be though. What if Tori was roided up and she was just like smashing balls in girls' faces? She'd grow the game. Uh, it's so hard because I think coming out of like high school, college, my life would sound a lot easier just taking the steroids and living it up for like five years. But I definitely would hate myself and I know that I would hate myself as soon as my career ended. But I think I would say yes. I And I hate saying that because it goes against everything my parents have ever taught me, anything. But I think that my competitive nature would get the best of me. Well, and that's probably why a lot of athletes, once they stop competing, have a really hard time with reality after sports because their whole identity was what they did. And just like what you said, Tori, maybe they did do something that they regret. And now that they're not winning, they have to come to terms with the decision that they made. And that's really scary. I know a lot of athletes when they're done, uh, they drink a lot, get into drugs. Um, they, there's a lot of depression that comes with it. And it's really sad. But I want to hear your thoughts on what you would do. Would you... Would, would you, you do the steroid? <laughs> would, would you, you do take it? The pill? <laughs> I, I think it's a fascinating topic, and I know the easy answer is to say no, you wouldn't do it. But be really honest with yourself and think about it, and maybe you'll view these guys a little bit differently, or maybe you'll still hate them. I would love to hear from you and you, Tori. Let them know where they can reach out. P A R at iHeartRadio.com or DMS at the Playing Around Podcast. Send in your answers to Paige. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Well, I get the pleasure to open up this next little part, which I'm just, I need pages to all the tea on because we were DMing the other day and she told me she has dated every single type of athlete. What? Every single type of athlete. But I now have a question because, to be honest, I didn't really think by like by I don't even know what to call, bicycling, cyclisting, was cyclist? an athlete. <laughs> Wait, is this have true? Have you ever dated it's... a cyclist? Have you ever dated a cyclist, Paige? I haven't dated like a professional cyclist, but I've dated guys who have done triathletes. Does that count? That does count. Okay, wait a second. So all athletes, you've dated all athletes? At some point or another, yes. Well, maybe not all athletes, but like the main sports. I would like, like, okay, go. Do you have a list of these? So I don't know if you guys remember a while back in one of the episodes, I did a Mean Girl style of golf media where I roasted people. So I do the same thing for all of the athletes that I have dated. And these are stereotypes that I've just kind of gathered together. So start the DM machine. Here we go. Okay. We're going to start with basketball. I also want to say before, (laughs) before I get into this, because when I made the comment about, push carts and them being bitches a lot of people came at me about being a cyber bully and it really hurt my feelings because I was just joking and I thought we could have a good sense of humor about it but you're really gonna have to have a good sense of humor when it comes to these (laughs) stereotypes I'm just throwing that out there so again I am a nice person I am an ambassador for cyberbullying, and so if I think this is okay, I think it's okay. So let's just have a good sense of humor and laugh about this and try not to uh, not get too offended if you play any of these sports. Don't take oh it personally. God. The disclaimer is too long, PG. Let's go. So we have basketball for it. We're starting with basketball. They will try to hit it in black socks and Jordan flip-flops. <laughs> I have like a lot of these, so Josh, you might have to hold back the. So that's the first one. Everyone just thought of one athlete. Too busy playing Call of Duty to text you back and has lied about being shorter than they really are for some weird reason. (laughs) This is a. This one hurts a little bit, not gonna lie. Introduces you as his friend. Oof. (laughs) Oh, no. He has an Instagram aesthetic, and that doesn't involve you. Mm. Yeah. He will pay to fly a girl out he's never met, but not for Spotify Premium. (laughs) (laughs) 
He owns more clothes and definitely more shoes than you do, but thinks sweats are appropriate date attire. <laughs> Amen. This is really good. Okay, we're going to do wrestling now. Wrestling? So they have hung out at the mall in their youth and brought and bought graphic tees from Spencer to show off their unique taste in music. It's definitely just Metallica. <laughs> they have great stamina, but probably too short for you to ever give them a chance to prove it. Ouch. He'll send 20 straight texts about you passing up on a nice guy who would treat you like a princess. Oh, I just threw up a what? little. Ugh. Sorry, you know that one. Yes. He lives in a beanie, no matter the weather outside. <laughs> and we have baseball. I think oh. out of all of the sports, I have probably dated the most baseball players, especially in college. So I have a lot here. I can't wait. So he wears either a gold chain or a rope necklace. Mm-hmm. Make sure they save that empty water bottle so he has a spitter. <laughs> 100%. He lost his virginity at a Kenny Chesney concert. <laughs> I don't even understand. That oh, one. it's so spot on. <laughs> he still has roommates at 30. <laughs> he thought Two and a Half Men was the absolute funniest show ever. <laughs> pulls the trigger on a ribcage tattoo without consulting you <laughs> What's a rib true cage story tattoo? I dated a guy in college who had a tattoo and it said established 1993 across his chest mm. oh no he has some problematic tweets from 2009 <laughs> trims his body hair Went to prom rocking a soul patch. <laughs> He's very brand loyal to Oakley. <laughs> he doesn't like talking about his time in Toledo for single label. <laughs> okay, that was baseball. <laughs> We're going to move on to golf now. Okay. Oh, no. Really into functionality at the gym. <laughs> never had a childhood adolescence and now he's making up for lost time <laughs> nice. his hairline is the only thing less reliable than his commitment to your relationship <laughs> he has questions about the legitimacy of this whole COVID thing <laughs> He talks about his college football program as if he was on the team. <laughs> plays Drake in the background of his swing. He plays Drake in the background of his swing videos to appear more hip. Yeah. He prefers to perform in silence. <laughs> <laughs> this this one um this is a direct shot at me. Shares every snap you send him in the group chat. Don't do it, ladies. Don't don't do it. Learn learn from episode three. Don't do it. <laughs> oh man. Hobbies outside of golf include collecting sneakers and unsuccessfully trying to win the approval of their dad. 
<laughs> Moving on to football. We have football oh next, God. everyone. Oh, my God. We have three more. <laughs> so we got football. She can come, too, was the invite you got back to this place that <laughs> night. <laughs> It hurts. Throws on future to set the mood. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Has a Scarface poster framed in his house. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing less than the words he sends you texting is the amount of time he's gone going down on you. I guess he's just never going to take that sticker off his hat, huh? <laughs> oh my god. And this is my absolute favorite one of all time. Has nothing but Chick-fil-A sauce in his fridge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to hockey now. I will say hockey guys are my favorite out of all of them. I think they're the funniest. But they're, they're, they're a different breed, that's for sure. Has dated the same woman as several of his buddies. <laughs> he looks homeless majority of the year. Sense of humor involves exposing himself. Yes. So true. <laughs> his weaknesses include complimenting you and cocktail wait- waitresses. <laughs> If you're going to date a hockey guy, I hope you guys like flannel. <laughs> you can never tell if he's genuine or patronizing you. Oh. He won't disclose an injury to his coach and you really think he's going to open up about his feelings. <laughs> Sorry, but you're a gold slump away from being a replaced. <laughs> Walls are covered in old jerseys instead of art. (laughs) He introduces sex toys way too early in the relationship. Is that personal experience? I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the next podcast for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay, and the last one, we got bowling, everyone. Bowling. Wait, sorry, timeout. What? We have bowling. How did a bowler land you? Well, the first one is he's great with his fingers, so that's why. <laughs> hey Probably can win you that stuffed animal from the claw machine. At the <laughs> <laughs> he's the ideal male body. <laughs> he has his picture up in the bowling alley, such a celebrity. <laughs> he he said, "Do you ever ride in a seventy-act Pontiac Sunbird?" <laughs> and that's it, guys. Those are my stereotypes. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Can I? So you said my favorite is hockey. Is that your favorite athlete you've ever dated? Hmm. Yeah, I, I think hockey guys are my favorites, but mostly because I like ho- watching hockey the most. Oh, my God. 
PG, I kind of need the list written out that was so good. And I, and I think I even stepped on a couple of them. I was laughing so hard, like for real. So well done. I don't know how long it took you to do that, but it was time well spent. I, I felt like I needed to work on my delivery a little bit because I was starting to laugh halfway through it, and I, I stumbled a couple. But uh, you know, they came from my heart. A lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> and we use the term dating loosely here. Uh, it was more like a half very awkward date that really progressed to nowhere. <laughs> I mean, we only know that dates mean that somebody gets free golf clubs from you. So if nobody walked away with a golf club, we know it wasn't a true date. And now we actually know that I got the short end of the stick. So that is my... Paige, which athlete was your biggest heartbreak? Um, It was a football player, but I don't know if he actually counts because he was a kicker. So <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> I was a freshman and he was a senior. And this is, you got to remember, this was fresh homeschooled Paige just coming into the real world. And I thought he was like the cutest, most like amazing person ever. And uh, I fell like, I fell in love with him. And it was so bad to the point where he would like text me at 3 a.m just so I could give him a ride home. And so I was like his Uber driver and I would do it and I would do it all the time. And um, I was in love with him. Like I was in love with him. He was, he was my biggest heartbreak out of all the athletes. Was it real love now that you recognize still as real love or was it like an infatuation? Hell no. He didn't even take me out on a date. (laughs) We never even hung out. Like I was just like in love with him because I thought he was, he was just so cute and he was smart and you know he was on the he was on the football team even though he was a kicker. And he would like <laughs> and he would like open up every game, you know, so you do like the pointing to each side and then he'd like kick it and the fireworks would go off and I was like, "Oh my god." Oh. <laughs> he had no interest in me whatsoever. Like not at all. Well, he had a little interest in you, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, no. I I don't know why he like I I probably hung out with him maybe like we're not counting the drunk Uber drives probably like five times actually hanging out. <laughs> Fun fact: I've never had a one night stand. You've never had one? No, never had one. <gasps> That's my girl. I know. Look at her wearing her turtleneck already. Even <laughs> in your blacked out college days. Mm-hmm. I had the intention of doing one one time. And I met him off of Tinder. <laughs> and I've, I actually could have died. Like, I think back on this and I was like, this was probably the worst move. But I, the guy just broke up with me. And so I was like, I, my friends were encouraging me. And they're like, just do a one night stand. And I was like, okay, like this guy's cute. And we did. And I saw him every single day for the next couple months after that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. I think a one night stand reflects poorly on the girl. Like if you have a lot of one night stands, you're probably not doing that good of a job. Uh, I'm not sure. Am I getting insulted right now? Well, I don't know. You probably weren't satisfied. So you're like, see ya. Uh, no, 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 no. First of all, we are talking a long time ago. It's different for guys than it is for girls. 
It is and it isn't. I have a whole, like, this is a way different. I have a really long thesis about the whole thing. How about we'll save one night stand discussions for the next podcast? Sure. But I mean, that's, you're good. Like, I got a lot to say. We'll save it then. Well, it'll be a good podcast. We'll get you your, uh, what do you call it? Your milk carton? Your soapbox? Soapbox. So those were the athlete stereotypes of all of the guys who have ruined my life and caused me lasting trauma. So thank you. This was my little gift to you. We're going to get into listener emails and comments on the next segment. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Yep, I'll, I'll start this segment this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just super smooth. Just, just rolling into it. <laughs> So we're going to do uh, listener emails right now. It's so funny because I always see comments of people being like, love your podcast. It's all over the place. I'm like, yeah, are you signing up for professionals here? <laughs> if you want real and honest, here's the place that you come, not for professionalism. But I'm excited to answer some questions. So the first one is from at Back's Back. Do you have any suggestions for chipping aid or tool? I don't have nine foot ceilings or a yard to practice in. So if you are stuck inside or if you don't have a place to go, just find a small piece of grass. You don't need a lot of it, just a small little piece. Grab your club and you're going to be working on 
just your, your, your swing and your impact position. So when you brush the grass, you want to get consistent with the same amount of grass that you brush every single time. So you don't want to miss the grass or hit, hit down on it too much. And so you're just working on getting consistency with your impact position. I see a lot of people who struggle with their chipping and they'll ask them to take a practice swing and they can't even hit the ground. Or when they do, they hit three feet behind it. So put either like a little tee on the ground so you know where the ball is and just try to brush the grass every single time. This is a listener email uh, uh, that we got from Michael. And he wants to know, Paige, other than golf, would you try your hand at any other sports? If so, why that particular sport? So a lot of you guys know, but I was a competitive gymnast and I did that for a really long time. And then after that, I dabbled in tennis. My aunt was a professional tennis player, so she put me through boot camp. I liked it, but I didn't really have a passion for it. I hate swimming. I'll never be a swimmer. I actually can't swim. So we'll cross that out. (laughs) I'm not a great runner. So anything with a lot of like long distance running. So I would be terrible at soccer um, and lacrosse. So no, I, I really am just kind of stuck with golf. <laughs> I don't, I don't really have any other, I'm athletic. I feel like I can manage well and get around and look decent doing other sports, but I'm not really cut out for anything other than golf. What about volleyball or softball? Softball with the swing, volleyball, you don't, you, I know it's taxing, but it's a different kind of taxing. I'm not tall enough to be a volleyball player and I'm not really much of a team player. So (laughs) (laughs) there we go. That like probably wouldn't be great for me. And then with softball, I have a weak arm. Like I have no upper body strength, so I can't throw. So that's out as well. But any team sports, probably not. Maybe basketball. I think I'd actually be – I think I'd be a good point guard. I could probably do basketball. I could see you really throwing those elbows. Or I could do, like, UFC fighting. I think I have a lot of built-up aggression that would just be released, and I think I could do that. Wait, so what do we decide on? <laughs> basketball, UFC. And golf. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> I, I think I actually would have been a really good tennis player if I stuck with tennis, but I just didn't want to do it. But I just want to say that I don't I don't know how I feel about this episode because we just went all over the place. I think we talked about everything and anything today, which, you know what, I feel like this was the epitome of what a playing around podcast is. So I kind of really love it. But the Lance Armstrong um, segment was interesting. I think we got into a pretty deep discussion, which is rare for us, but. Shout out to us being thoughtful, deep people. And then we got into stereotypes about sex toys. So, you know, we just hit all our bases. <laughs> it was a pleasure. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I had fun. Uh, it was just me talking and rambling, as always. But thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed and had a couple of laughs. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time and range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.